what? What is going on? What's good? Not much. Not much. I am live in effect on this new stereo app that we're going to talk about. Yes. Yes, they... That's <sighs> stereo giving us neck. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they finally giving us necks and clothes and shit. They, they still haven't figured people just... We, we aren't into colors in 2021, but you know what? I'm going to live with it. I'm, I'm absolutely going to live with it because, you know, there's a lot of purples and, you know, topes, mauves, if you want to put that on here. When it comes to clothing, I had to, you know, I had a mismatch. I had to wear the red hat with the, the AirPod Maxes that I got on my head in my Abbey <laughs> on top of the blue shirt because, you know, I'm cripping and blood tonight. I think that's what you call it. I'm, I'm dually, if you um ladies and gentlemen uh, y'all have not seen us y'all wasn't honestly supposed to get a show tonight i was supposed to be out of town which i am Mm -hmm. i was supposed to not do a show i told shan i was not doing a show but i forgot i thought you meant saturday yeah uh, i i I needed to do this show today i will say i definitely needed it craig let me tell you something i don't mind you put my your foot on my neck you know what i'm saying like let me know if you know, you were breaking up. I said, I don't mind you putting your foot on my neck. Just let me know. Because I thought you meant there's no show Saturday, but we'll just do one Wednesday. Oh, no, no. I, you know, in my head, I was the entire week, but I don't vocalize too much because I'm an Aquarius and I don't see. No, but you can so, vocalize with me. This is a safe place. Yeah. Well, here's the thing I, I said that I wasn't going to do the show. Mm-hmm. on what was that on last saturday um and then so you know what fine i'm gonna get here i got here and i was like oh you know i have some sleep to be sleep show i think i don't know if i cool i don't i didn't have you this week stop breaking up with me no 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 you you and i are until the bitter end um we <laughs> came, came into this we came into the stereo game when they were giving niggas money and we are still in this game when they're what the fuck we've been asking for. So right. stereo, stereo, I'm gonna start off a little differently. Before we do the introductions, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for comprehending. Thank you for actually going and doing the due diligence of what the fuck I told you to do. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I have asked the great app of stereo for the past six months. So you should thank me. I- I'm taking all the claim for this shit. I've asked them to allow people to do group podcasts or shows on stereo where it's more than just two people. So you and your homies can talk. Well, honestly, even if you ain't got no friends on this bitch, you can talk to yourself, do a podcast, do a show all by yourself. And ladies and gentlemen, stereo has listened. Mm. The next update, they're going to let you do this shit. Mm. Kudos, stereo. Y'all are doing amazing. Y'all are absolutely fantastic. You... I gotta give these niggas day flowers. <laughs> they, they they are doing all the things now that Clubhouse won't do. They're doing all the things that Twitter Spaces can't really allow. Which, yeah, you know, and they gave us necks. I thought I just had a head. I was like, yo, like, damn, like, this is so new, y'all. Like, Greg never gets on here and gives stereo a compliment because they're always slipping. Always. Yeah. Always. So this is new for me. I don't know how I feel, you know, looking at this. So hmm. any homes in any homes. Um, how have you been, my friend? It has been officially a week since we've done a show. 
Yeah. Um, we did a great show. Um, the last show was, well, that was another rant, right? And guess what they did yeah. tonight? Guess what they did tonight? Ooh, ooh, yes, Lord. This is Loudmouth Stereo. My name is Sheehan Greg from Young, Black, and Bothered. You can find my podcast on Cozy Room Podcast. She gets a podcast. So what page we on? podcast and the real relationship rapport which is a new show that i added last week let's go um let's go i saw i saw i was like y'all niggas is talking talking i was like oh yeah y'all spitting y'all y'all were doing shit like when i had free time like when you and i were doing a four-hour show i was like oh four hours ladies and gentlemen let me just say this as her co-host for this show um that other show i've gone and listened back to it um I need y'all to go ahead and subscribe to whatever the fuck this, all the subscription thing. I need, you to I need you to go and listen to my podcast when she gets a podcast. I need you to listen to Young Black and Bother, even though it's not on there, but just go listen to my shit. But <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of content. And God forbid, they're going to hate us when we start doing the solo shows on this bitch, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of stuff that's getting done, but we're getting it done. I don't know if I can take on another show, but I'm doing what I can and I'm making that thing do that thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. yes. See, you were like me. You were like me when I had all them fucking shows going. I had, well, when I when I first got on here, Shane, what was it? Like, I had the, the sports show with Q. I had our show Wednesdays and Saturdays. I had the show with Homegirl on Thursdays. I had the shows I was doing with random people so we can stay on the leaderboard. You know, like, there wasn't a lot of sleep. <laughs> there was oh, a lot of sleep being had. Me. I'm gonna get my sleep now, but I'm just very organized in my madness. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. See, so, you're yeah. more organized than me because I was like, you know what? Fuck that. We're gonna get some easily $300. Let's go ahead and get it. So, <laughs> but look, look at us now. Great. Introduce me to the stereo app, and we've still been here kicking it and getting y'all content. And we developed Loudmouth Stereo into Loudmouth Stereo Podcast, which is available on Spotify, Red Circle, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts in the um, process of being on your Apple Podcast platforms. So if you don't catch the whole show on here and you don't have time to sit on this app throughout the day, you can play it in your vehicle on the Apple Podcast app pretty soon but it is available to y'all in y'all hands whenever y'all want to need it whenever y'all want to pause it share it whatever you want to do with it so we coming at y'all today is hump day welcome you made it halfway during the week and um this is a hump day vent session we ain't got no gas or chicken get and what that means is basically if you don't really got no reason to be out or going somewhere or uh, buying chicken outside, stay your ass at home. Mm. I don't know if you've seen, but people have been putting gas in uh, dump bins, trash cans, trash bags, um, big barrel containers as if it's the apocalypse down here in the South. And it's, mm. it's ridiculous. Like I went to the grocery store today and I was like, let me get this get some gas right now all of the pumps are empty Mm-mm-mm. niggas doing niggas actually i can't even say that because y'all white folks been fucking up too asians too yeah, yeah. y'all doing some crazy stuff like why are you putting gasoline in a plastic bag 
Yo, they are they are treating this fucking gasoline like Slurpee Day at Seven Eleven. Any container we put in that <laughs> shit in it, <laughs> and it's like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing? I seen pictures. I seen pictures of people saying with like the gas. I think I post on Instagram. People putting the gas shit in their trunk. I was like, you you realize you're not supposed to do that, especially you're not supposed to put the gas sitting like sideways in the car because all it takes is for the shit to leak into your car and you can't get it out. Like, that's forever like um cardi b forever that yeah. smell don't go nowhere and then you don't want to have the gas sitting in your house one match it's a rat exactly no, like and that's the thing people putting that sh- their garages in the house in the basement it shouldn't be anywhere near like electricity power source of like any type of electricity why are y'all doing this um, I, I used to try to blame my people for being stupid, like doing shit like this. Um, but this, it's like America is fucking dumb. Yes. Like uh, America, I get it. Like, you know, y'all got to go get the gas. The issue is y'all are getting the wrong type of gas. Nine this, out of 10. This. People like, they, they're not getting the right gas, the green gas. We're going to talk on another episode. I, I, I'm really concerned that y'all are going out here spending the stimulus checks that y'all know y'all ain't got to get mm. gas. Mm. And I'm telling you, if I see on Facebook Marketplace or in y'all Facebook statuses, I'm talking to my family and friends that y'all got <laughs> gas for the loaf and it's not the gas that I'm looking for, I need you to know you are being unfriended. You know it's going to be on there. Absolutely. Got that gas. C- come on, man. Come on. Because earlier, I was trying to figure out via Twitter if Amazon Prime delivers gas. Because I'm not about to be searching for gas. That's what I'm not about to do. Facts. Facts. So, Greg may not have 10 rants, but I got 10 rants. They're mm. um, also gen-ish. So, um, you know, words to live by, words to take with you when you leave. Um, please take off your shoes when you walk in my house, okay? You come in here, let yourself be known, let the people know who you are. If you are a frequent loud mouther, mm. welcome. What's up? Y'all already know how this go. Um, Greg's rant is going to be pretty juicy. We kind of get the temperature for today, especially in the podcast world about what this yeah. going to be. So y'all just get prepared. So what you want to do first, Greg? Uh, I, here's my rant. Uh, my first one. Not the. I'm, I'm gonna save that one for a minute. Uh, on that one. Um, I, I need to start here. Um, Dogecoin, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Um, the reason why I want to start with this Dogecoin shit is because I got in in January. And again, this is not financial advice for anybody who is going to give me hell for it. But it's it's just a quick rant. I'm gonna try to tap you know tap out at two minutes. I bought in January 28th at a penny. And then I bought in again February 3rd at four cent. And, you know, everybody wants to go to the moon, to the sky, to heaven, to Mars, wherever the fuck it's supposed to go. Here's the thing. It's gone nowhere but down since Musk went on Saturday Night Live and completely bombed. Um, Now, I understand that he has Asperger's. I think that's the word. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make fun of that or anything like that. He is he's a fucking alien, dog. Like, I'm just I, I don't understand how he can say one thing and it can tank not only the stock market but crypto as well um he, he dropped everybody including today he has dropped bitcoin because he is saying that 
he, I guess like Tesla is suspending Bitcoin because of the fact that they don't want to do what he wants them to do. And that's absolutely market manipulation. I, I'm not a fan of it. He basically said that Tesla is suspending accepting Bitcoin as payment for their cars until Bitcoin mining and transactions can be powered through more sustainable energy. To most people, that makes sense. To me, it seems like you are manipulating the market that you honestly hold. He has shares in Tesla, in Tesla, in Bitcoin, in Ethereum, in Dogecoin. Like, stop. Just, that's my first rant. I'm just there. I'm gonna just stop really quick. Shane, what about you? Um. Yeah, I, I, my brain refuses to um, swallow this crypto this dodge coin and all of this shit that people talking about i think either way mr musk gonna win <laughs> so he's not even a part of you know whose life is on the line with their money these days because he's beyond me okay um mm-hmm. our number 10 vent is how the fuck y'all and y'all meaning this american government let these Russians rush in and hack mm-hmm. a whole pipeline. Talk to them, please. Like, make it make sense. Like, y'all have these devices that tell me every five days, hey, your password's not strong enough. Hey, you need to have it to be 13 letters, one capitalized, uh, two numbers, and a, a special character. Oh, you used that one already. What? Mm-hmm. If I got of that for a special system for me to get into my own phone that I got to pay a phone bill for, y'all don't have no maximum security off of the maintaining of how people in America get the fuck around. Exactly. Yeah, one job, just one. Hey, what? Just one job couldn't do that right. Shoot. Niggas doing niggerly shit. Um, that uh, I, it made me reschedule my Wang appointment. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a fucking minute. You know what? We are going to act like that never happened, and that you did not say that. Um, we're, we're just going to leave that where it was and where it's going to stay. Because how in the hell? Why in the hell? What in the hell? All three collectively, a, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I have to set up my priorities, and I'm just like, okay, where do I want to use this gas? And then I said, you know what, Chantal? Your punani can wait. Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. And this is why we can't have nice things. This is exactly oh, why. And when we do, it's going to be nice. Lord Almighty. Lord Almighty. Um, I, I guess my number... I, mind you, I you know, chanted earlier. I do not have 10. I do not have 10 rants because rant is probably about seven of these bitches. But my my first rant that I'm going to go on, actually, this is my second one, right? Because my first one was about Elon Musk and Bitcoin and Dogecoin and shit like that. Um, my second one is I had to unfriend someone today. Ooh. I, I had to unfriend someone because they said, and I quote, Juice wasn't a good movie. It just had good moments. What? Yes. Um, when I said unfriend someone, in my head. I had to, because this is a hot take from the Opinions While Black podcast. It, it it hurt my heart. It wasn't Oz. It was my boy, D. Randall. He he went and said, <laughs> he said, Juice wasn't a good movie. It just had good moments. And the reason why I had to unfriend him today 
is because I absolutely fucking agree with him. I had to think about it. (laughs) I had to go and like mentally think like, yo, what actually happened in the movie Juice? Absolutely nothing fucking happened. Um, More importantly, like the acting was subpar. He had mentioned that Omar Epps has been terrible in every role that he has been the star or the top billing in. So for anybody who is wondering who Omar Epps is, he is an actor, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he has been in such movies as, uh, let me go to his IMDb really quick. Let me see if I can actually find his IMDb. Omar Epps. I do not see his bodies of work. That's how bad of an actor, apparently. Oh, he was in Miramax's In Too Deep. If anybody does not remember that, that was the movie where LL Cool J stuck a pool stick in somebody's ass. Um, he was in Higher Learning. He was in Scream 2, where he died. Uh, surprise, surprise. Black person, horror movie, he died. He was in Love and Basketball, which is probably what he's most known for. Um, what else was he in? Oh, he was in The Wood, which, again, another movie that if you haven't seen it in the past three to four, you know, three to five years, you probably can't remember much about it. Um, and somebody's going to be upset because that might be their favorite movie. Guess what? That's your fault. So basically what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, is my friend was not wrong. when He said that Juice was not a good movie. It just had good moments. Um, secondly, he said another movie. He said Jason's Lyric was one of the worst movies ever. I had to agree because I don't fucking remember Jason's Lyric. All I remember is them fucking on uh, Sunflowers. And that was it. That, that's all I remember. And Jada Pinkett. Because, boy, seeing that ass. Seeing that ass. Um, but that's my <laughs> rant. Shane, what about you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I ain't got shit for you for no Omar Epps. I don't see. I don't see it. But my number nine rant is I gotta drive my mama to Florida, y'all. Hmm. First of all, I do love my mom. And her immune system is not the best. She takes 13 pills a day. So her getting on the flight is completely out of the question during a pandemic, but complete strangers and their germs. So I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll ride. But this was before this motherfucking gas situation. So hopefully during my ride, the gas finding gets better. Hopefully they have a rental when I go pick it up for Friday. And they gonna give me a hard time. But um, yeah, I don't like Florida. You know, I don't like the cops in Florida. Sometimes the ways app doesn't pick up the troopers. I got a heavy foot, and so we gonna pray on that. Mm. Oh yeah, so you spitting? You spitting? <laughs> Okay, um, where, where do I have to go with this shit? All right, this is number three on the list, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you are offended or if you live in the Washington, D.C. area, you will probably be happy that Washington, D.C. has opened up to have no capacity restrictions in everywhere but bars and nightclubs. This includes no capacity restrictions for Washington, sorry, I'm sorry, for restaurants, Weddings and special events, business meetings and seated conventions, places of worship, non-essential retail, personal services, private at-home gatherings, libraries, museums, galleries, 
recreation centers, gyms, and fitness centers, pools, office spaces, schools, and childcare, aka that six foot shit we told y'all about a year ago today. That shit mm-hmm. don't apply. Um, here, here is my issue with this whole situation, and I'm not going to go into a whole diatribe about COVID. This is not the episode for that. This is the rant, and I'm definitely about to rant. <sighs> Bars and nightclubs are at a 50% capacity. This one, it threw me off a little bit because I was trying to figure out why. Um, anybody who knows for the past couple episodes when it came to COVID and our talks and discussions about it, the only reason people want shit to open back up is so they can go to bars and nightclubs, concerts, venues, weddings, right? So our mayor, who is just a complete fucking goofball, she goes and says that they are going to ban dancing and cocktail hours at weddings. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. Yeah. So a DC bride sued Mayor Mario Bowser over a ban on dancing at weddings. Ladies and gentlemen, when you go and you get married, uh, usually you have something called a first dance. You usually have something called a cocktail hour. You usually have something called a reception that you paid thousands of dollars for these aren't hundreds of dollars these are thousands of dollars um, i'm not going to tell you how much we spent but i'm just going to say it, it it was a pretty fucking penny you're already in a space where people are wearing masks to see you get married and have the greatest day of your life with you and your spouse be it who they are you're in love you want to celebrate with your family and friends what is a better way than going to a wedding saying i do and then dancing celebrating your nuptials yeah. going and having that first dance well guess what in DC, you can't do that shit. It has been what? banned. You know, it has been banned to have a first dance. It has been banned to have a dance floor. It has been banned to have cocktail hour. The reason for this what? is because they do want you to take your mask off, ladies and gentlemen. This is what fucks me up most about the situation. Um, you opened up what I said in the list before: places of worship, non-essential retail, personal services. Private at-home gatherings, libraries, museums, galleries, recreation centers, gym and fitness centers. Let's stop. Let's start there, Shan. And I said I wasn't going to do a rant on COVID, and this is not a rant. What I'm going to say to you is this. When you go to a gym and a fitness center, nine times out of ten, there is what? Sweat, perspiration, people running around, yelling, screaming, talking. And nine times out of ten, these motherfuckers are not going to be wearing a mask. Um, mm-hmm. that, I'm, I'm just going to leave that one there. This is I'm talking recreation centers, gyms, and fitness centers, right? Now, they just said two weeks ago that they mm-hmm. opened up you know, this rule where you don't have to go outside and wear a mask. Where are a lot of basketball courts, tennis courts, football fields, soccer fields, playgrounds, and just open space where people are going to congregate, have cookouts, barbecues, play basketball, hang out with them, or honestly just go on the sidewalk with a whole bunch of your friends. Fucking side, right? You know what you can't do with that? Wear a fucking mask. But you were saying a wedding is unsafe and you cannot dance with your partner. It's shit like this that honestly it really fucking confused me. Um, but is the that, one that fuck- is it outdoor. Here's the thing: most weddings, since it's summer, are going to be where outside. Outdoor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by the by the law of numbers and the law of like logic, if you want to call it that, DC and a lot of these states they lifted the rules saying you don't wear have to wear a mask outside, right? Which means nine times out of ten, these people are not going to have to wear mask outside because they come to the you know assumption that you know what if the government 
and our state says it's okay to be outside without a mask, they're not wearing a mask, right? So you're saying wear the mask outside, but wear the mask, I'm sorry, wear the mask inside, don't wear it outside. So you're walking inside from outside without a mask on. But guess what? You can't have a drink. You can't have cocktail hour. Y'all want to dance? Can't do that shit. Which means there's going to be more people who are just going outside and having outdoor cocktail hours and weddings. Things you don't want because you just told people they have to be six feet apart. They have to make sure that their temperature checks and all this other stupid. But outside of the wedding one, this is my last little thing. When it comes to indoor. Indoor, they are trying that everybody in their fucking can go and be at work pretty much what they want us to do so they opened up libraries museums the issue with this is rush the 12 to 15 mandate for pfizer people so like pfizer is saying now you know if you're 12 to 15 you can have the vaccine i'm very appreciative of this very very appreciative of this my issue that stems from the whole situation is why are bars and nightclubs at 50 percent capacity Like, my thing is, if you're going to do it, do it all the fucking way. You're saying kids can be vaccinated. You're saying that it's okay to wear a mask outside. I'm sorry, inside, but you don't have to wear it outside. If you're with a friend and they're vaccinated, then you guys should be. It's a whole bunch of moving parts. But bars and nightclubs where probably where a lot of the gross shit happens. Have you ever been to like a bar bathroom? I hate touching the handles on that shit. Um, Have you ever been to a bar and seen somebody like throw up because had too many shots patron or whatever the fuck they've had i have no, I don't. that shit don't look good um do you do you know of bars that whatever you're dr- like you're drinking everybody's been to that one bar that don't clean the counter when you sit down and you're just sitting down and somebody else just spilled a drink and you got a sticky ass counter that you're putting your arms and shit on I- i've been there so you are opening up at 50 percent capacity and i was like okay i'm fine with that i'm completely fine with the bars and the nightclubs having 50 percent capacity but in D.C., specifically in D.C., half of these clubs are restaurants. Restaurants have a no capacity restriction, which is pretty much the government saying, hey, if you just go to the restaurant, it's no restrictions. But if they have a bar, it doesn't matter because whatever. So that, that was just my rant. It, I feel like we are absolutely fucked. I just don't want to end up like India in three months and have to be right back in the house after I've gotten acclimated you know, to, hey, having the vaccine, all I got to do is do the booster shot. And now we got to go back inside because motherfuckers who haven't been vaccinated are going to weddings without masks or going to work. And there's no fucking capacity limits because y'all just want to get back to normal so fucking bad. Um, but that, that's my rant on that. Let me tell you something. And down here in Georgia, there's capacity limits, but nobody's following that shit. Down here in Georgia, we've been wide open, as I've been saying the past months, and the clubs are full and packed beyond capacity. And they're mm-hmm. giving inks by the bottle to the face for everybody. No, I, I, I wish the worst for a lot of people that... <laughs> That just like, and I I don't mean like death or harm or some shit like that, but I, I just really hope that you know some something happens in the regard to me like like something has to happen where the government says you know what we done fucked up. They clearly haven't gotten it the last four times they tried restrictions and say you know what it's a and in in my personal opinion it only happens around holidays. They know Memorial Day weekend is coming up. 
what makes sense to them? Hey, let's open up office buildings and large venues and churches. And now, oh, I forgot this on the list. Schools and childcare, no capacity restrictions. Even though we don't got vaccine for them little motherfuckers, guess what? Open it up. <laughs> open that motherfucker up. So now your parents who are at 50, you know, 50% capacity hanging out at bars and nightclubs, you know, when they come home to you and they probably got COVID, guess what's happening? They're hovering over their kids, taking care of the kids. And what are they doing? Send them little motherfuckers to daycare in school. Hmm. <laughs> and oh, 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 one last thing. The pools. This one is going to be a good one. Nasty. Okay. Nasty. <laughs> the, the pools have no capacity restrictions. Yo, uh. I, I don't know about anybody who is listening right now live on, you know, stereo or anybody who's listening to the podcast. All I'm going to say is this. I would rather pee in the pool than use the bathroom at a public pool in the restroom. I have seen, and it's probably one of the grossest things I'm about to say. I've never said this out loud because I think it's disgusting. But have you ever seen people who jump straight out of the pool and go to the bathroom barefoot? Yes. That is that is disgusting. I, I had to cancel my membership to fucking LA Fitness because there were too many grown ass men walking around barefoot with their dicks out, just walking around like this is their personal bedroom and bathroom. Exactly. Yo, yo, so uh, imagine with COVID, all the germs. Yo, the last thing I want to see, Shane, and I, I really hope that this does not happen because now I've already told you that they've opened up the schools to childcare and the aftercare and stuff like that. Can you imagine a summer field trip? full of snotty sneezing ass kids going to a public pool that just might be the only pool in your neighborhood and you're like you know what i just want to go to the pool and have a good day and you got kids splashing and sneezing and spitting in the water and they going into the public bathroom barefoot and dragging that shit back into do you understand how disgusting this shit sounds man first of all the older i get the more i find public pools a repulsive place Kids are nasty outside of the water. So then you're inviting multiple children to bring their dookie crumbs from their butts because they don't Mm -hmm. wipe it all the way into Mm -hmm. the water. The ones that say, I have to pee, you get 10 points. The 110 of them that don't and they just pee in the pool or someone's splashing and playing. Mm -hmm. That's how your ass end up with pink eye. Listen, my kids already got a pool for the backyard. It's not hot enough for it to be up yet. Mm-hmm. But once it is, blow it up. It has a slide and everything. They're going to mm-hmm. be good to go. I'm not doing no public pools. I find that nasty. The only pool I will ever go in is the one that's mine and it's at my house. Yeah. This shit is... <laughs> I'm sorry. In, in my personal opinion, it, it's, it's fucking disgusting. And I know the fact that I painted that picture about the bathroom thing. Somebody this summer is going to go to somebody's pool. They're going to go to a day party or some shit like that. And, you know, they're going to they're gonna get out of the pool and they're going to put their slides on, their little Nike slides or something like that. And they're going to walk into the bathroom and see somebody walking around barefoot. And I don't know about y'all, but my equivalent to like public bathrooms at pools is like airports. When you go to an airport bathroom, it's disgusting. Men, the... As a guy, and Shan, this is like, you know, a little bit TMI for you as a woman, but men, they don't aim. They do not aim. Very clean. There's no aim. 
and they don't flush. So me personally, I've been in a situation where, you know, I have to go and I have to take all the urinals are taken. So you have to go into the toilet, but you have a suitcase with you. So you're trying to go to the handicap stall. So you use your foot, you kick open the door. The first stall, every single time, it does, it never fails. I swear to God, it never fails. That first stall is always full yeah. shit. Always. Yeah. Shit. yeah. The second the second stall, men decided that instead of taking their foot and lifting the toilet seat, oh no, we're just gonna piss all over the toilet seat. This is mm. why I don't, this is why I do not eat at airports anymore. Because just by proxy, if I ever have a stomach ache and I actually have to take a shit, there's no toilet for me to do it. Mm. So so just imagine. Getting into a pool knowing that you just seen five snotty barefoot ass kids going into a public bathroom where there's piss just like at the urinals because they don't know how to aim. And they just casually running back into the pool and jumping in. When you going in there, you think you're being cool. You dunking your head. Ill. Just fucking ill, man. Like, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if I'm making this shit gross and disgusting for y'all. But that is... Maybe COVID just made me think of how disgusting we are. But that is, <laughs> that's not even a rant. That's just fucking gross, man. But let's just Be- move on, Shane. <laughs> oh, actually, no, we got voicemail. We got Before voicemail. I get my number eight, I'm going to play these voicemails. We got Southern Hummingbird. We got AJ, Lena. We gonna we gonna click through these and we going to get back into this rant because it's a mess. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. To answer your question, Chan, is because America gets paid off of any kind of hysteria mm. and any kind of attack and any kind of trauma. They get paid off of it. Every single time in American history, when there was any kind of pandemic, any kind of... um attack terrorist attack as they call it quote unquote America is making billions of dollars so they open up the doors to these different cyber links these different accounts passwords to let these attackers come in because now they got billions of dollars coming to them because everything is locked down they get paid off of it that's why back back who is your man? Who is your man? I don't know what you're talking about. Next voicemail. Listen, I have not been to the pool in the past three years simply because of germs themselves. Yes. And I thought about going to the pool this summer, but y'all are making me not want to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, no. I'm sorry. Would you like poop in your mouth? I would don't. Don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what. You are saying some of the things that I have been thinking for a long time. <laughs> we are a part of a system, America, that is just nasty as fuck. Like, literally, this is showing the hands of how nasty we are. Most people do not clean their hands ever. They don't clean after they use the bathroom. They don't clean before they eat. They don't clean their hands at all. They don't clean their hands and go outside. Most people don't wipe their ass right. Most people don't take showers. Most people don't even brush their teeth. Mm-hmm. We're fucked. Because people are still thinking that this virus is just magically disappearing because we got a vaccination and because 
we're not having to wear the mask as much. We can't act like it ain't real, but most Americans are. So I agree with you. We're probably going to be quarantined again. Of course. Mm. Of course. It's only a matter of time. And without saying too much, it's just going to be one of those situations where Shannon and I are going to be here twice a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays, <laughs> talking to y'all. And we're going to be like, yo, we back, y'all. We ain't going nowhere, but we back. Jack <laughs> <Jack-rabbit>. Rabbit. <laughs> Because the reality is I'm still in here trying to power through why my seven-year-old refused to wipe her cooch and why Mm -hmm. I have to threaten her. If you don't wipe, it's going to fall off one day. See? And that right there is parenting. And she can't say I ain't got the good shit. I got the good shit. I got the Charmins with the ripples. Mm Mm-hmm. Like use a toilet paper, wash your hands. I have good soap. I like to go to Home Goods for fun. I have great soap. It smells great. There's towels in the uh, bathroom. Sometimes I put paper towel in there if I'm feeling mm-hmm. super. Like use the shit. Yeah, I just my my only request for the you know everybody who's listening is please become a germaphobe. It has been so much better on me before. I would go and mind you, I'm petty. So, you know, when we first started doing the show, I think I had mentioned, you know, during COVID that I had a list in my phone of all the people that I work with who don't wash their hands and I don't eat after them. I don't go to the kitchen after them. I don't shake their hands. I don't grab anything they touch because they're disgusting. And people were laughing at me because they thought that shit was a game. They thought it was a joke. I meant that shit. Um, if you do not wash your hands, if your breath stink, like, mask is not going to help you. And a lot of people need breath stink because they got and they don't give a fuck. They're like, you know what? My breath is going to stink. Not around me, buddy. <laughs> Not around me. So, you know, I just want people to become the germaphobes that they have in their souls and their spirits because a lot of the shit that we used to do is now deemed gross. Have you ever like touched an elevator button in 2020, 2021 and realized how many motherfuckers digging their nose, digging their butts, eating fucking food and then touching the resident with my mom, I was like, you would think by this year they would have um, touchless elevator, mm-hmm. but the hospital. like, why would you touch that shit? Yo, that shit, it, it made me think like, you know, the first like four months of COVID, I ran out of gloves when I purposely set up a like an urgent care appointment just so I could steal gloves. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. That is the absolute truth. If you look at me like, damn, Greg, you had to steal gloves? Yes, because they were out. The same way niggas are out of gas and chicken right now, we were out of gloves last year at this point. Right now, if you look at my closet and my pantry, I have more Lysol wipes and spray and hand sanitizer and soap and shit that I don't need. But you know what? I don't need them, but now I know I do. I spray my door when I walk in, when I walk in, just because I don't know what I've touched going from my house to another. Or from my car to another. I keep soap and hand sanitizer in all four doors of my car. And the reason why is because you don't know what the fuck you've touched. I don't even give a fuck if you got gloves on these days. People are disgusting. They are nasty. Um, and what made it worse is because, like, yo, like, most of us are going back into the office and things like that. We have to be around people that we don't know what the fuck they've been doing, who the fuck they've been around, and you already knew they were nasty. So now you got to deal with people who you already don't like. You know they nasty, and ain't shit you can do about it. Which means, yes, we're going to be quarantined because a lot of these motherfuckers are doing shit, opening shit, and being shit, and they ain't shit. And on top of that, the world's like, you know what? Let's just get back to normal. Why? Memorial Day is in two weeks. We got to get to the beach. 
We got to open these goddamn pools. People want to go to the bar, to nightclubs. The kids got to go back to school. Why do the kids need to go back to school and it's about to be June? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen to these daycares now when, you know, I get it. It's a business. They need their money. They absolutely do. But you know who else does? These fucking parents. Parents who are spending four or five hundred dollars. They ain't got to spend that shit no more. Why? They get peace and boosted morale because they get to see their kids. A lot of parents before 2020, they did not realize that their kid is a piece of shit. They did not know that they had the bad child. They did not know they had Macaulay Culkin from the good son until fucking COVID. And the reason why is because you could pawn off your children to others. So when you heard from the teacher, from the principal, from a cop, hey, uh, your son, your daughter is actually bad as shit. And you were like, well, they're not like that at home. Newsflash, you ain't home. Why? You're working 9, 10, 12 hour work shifts. But you know what you now that you're at home, regardless if you're unemployed or working from home, whatever the fuck the case might be. You have actually gotten to know. You've gotten in tune with your family. You've gotten in tune with your relationships and all these other things. Now they're saying, you know what? Let's just go ahead and cancel all the shit that we learned through COVID because we got to get these fucking bars and restaurants open. We got to get the schools open. Why? <clears throat> all I'm going to say is this. If you motherfuckers die, I will be Rick Grimes because I'm going to be out here. I know how to kill zombies. And if you motherfuckers want to go and catch COVID and walk around talking about, yes, yes, I'm shooting <laughs> off the top. And I mean that from the bottom of your heart. Yo, keep that shit away from me. If you ain't vaccinated, get the fuck like or wear a mask. I don't even say get vaccinated. Like if you ain't vaccinated, that is you and your business. I just know for a fact I can stay away. Or if I fuck with you, like I know for a fact I can fuck with you with that six feet. Or I can fuck with you and just know I'm clean. I'm vaccinated. And that's, that's fine. My- I don't care if you get the vaccine or you don't. Still back the hell up. Yeah. I, yeah, just please be safe because the way that they are opening shit up, it, it's not safe, man. I, I see it now. Nope. Can you imagine 40, 50 niggas in a nightclub trying to swag surf with their mask on, wearing Gucci belts and fucking, you know, fucking black air forces and shit? Come on, man. This is... Why are we All doing of this? That- in a nutshell, but with your mask completely off. Yo, yo, can you imagine, like, as a black man, I'm going to say this to you. It's already hard enough getting the stairs that we get wearing masks during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine going to a bar and nightclub with a fucking mask on. You can have a mask on that says fucking SpongeBob SquarePants. Nigga, it's still a mask. I've been turned away from nightclubs for wearing all black shoes. They were like, oh no, those are sneakers. Those aren't dress shoes. Nigga, I'm, we're going to a dark room. You trying to tell me that that matters? Yeah, man, we don't do that. Or, you know, like the dress code. So now you know these nightclubs are going to be like, hey, by the way, uh, you can't wear that mask in here. I understand it's open at 50% capacity, but you can't wear a mask, man. That, that's not what we do here. You know, that's it, dumb. I, it, I'm telling you, it's going to be a fucking disaster, man. Some shit... It don't need to go back to normal. And I'm completely good with saying that. Drizzly is there. Um, Delivery services are there. If I want my alcohol, I can get my alcohol delivered to me. I haven't had a fucking $50, $60 tab in over a year. It feels good. When I look at my bank account and I'm not looking at that pending transaction with that 20% gratuity that I know I didn't charge for that bartender because I'm like, yo, like, no, no, I ain't got to worry about that. I'm just really confused at how every fucking thing is open at full capacity, but the bars and the restaurants, which is where everybody's going. 
Everybody going to brunch. Wasn't Mother's Day, what, just last weekend? Everybody yeah. and their mom was at brunch. Everybody and <laughs> their mom. Yo, I had, I had a friend on Instagram, and I'm going to make this really brief. One of the friends on Instagram got upset because they went to the one nigga place that you go on Mother's Day, and you know for a fact that you're not going to get served. They went to Olive Garden. And I said, are you niggas crazy? <laughs> you, you went on Mother's Day to Olive Garden, and you acted like you were going to get your food on time. She's on Instagram talking about, well, we've been here for three hours. There is nothing, ma'am, at Olive Garden that is worth sitting for three hours waiting for your food. Let me just be crystal clear about that shit. There is no Alfredo that anybody has ever made that is worth sitting three hours waiting for. With that being said, that's my TED Talk. We got voicemails. So, mm, That's your TED Talk. Before I get into these voicemails, because we got like nine of them, um, I'm going to give you two of my problems right now. Go for it. How we got a real chicken shortage? <laughs> Is this in Georgia? Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. But I just I just want to know like how because I feel like they just trying to force feed us Bill Gates meat. Wait a minute. You trying to say you won't get that Gates meat? Is what you saying? I want the Gates meat, but I feel like they're trying to be like, oh, there's a shortage of this meat over here, but we have these. No. I'm mm. good. Well, as long as it's not Microsoft, right? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's something, something wrong with me. So. Chicken from the God of the Heavens meat. I'm not eating no Bill Gates food. Yo, not at all. Oh, my God. Yo, niggas, gas and chicken. What, where are y'all storing this chicken? <laughs> A whole bunch of people are, are cooking it unseasoned and throwing it in the trash. Actually, Going. hold on. I, I got to go on Amazon because here's the thing. If there's a chicken shortage, I can guarantee they are sold out of deep freezers on Amazon. I can guarantee fucking free. I'll, Let me go ahead. At the point in my life where I need to buy a deep freezer. Yep. Just like I suspected. If you look on Amazon, a lot of <laughs> these, a lot of these deep freezers are back ordered. Yo, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's, here's what's so funny. This is how you know it's niggas doing this shit, right? All the black ones are on back order. The white ones, you can still buy. <laughs> oh, my Nobody God. wants white appliances anymore. <laughs> this shit is like the plague. Oh, my God. Y'all niggas are funny. Oh, my oh, goodness. Um, The next thing I have a problem with is... It's not even a problem. It's just like a PSA. Let's stop complaining about it. It is what it is. If you are flying out, just get prepared to be tested before you go, before you come back. Like, find a place, Google it before you get to your destination. Where can I go get tested? Because these these airlines are going to ask you for a recent test when you're coming back. Yep. Yep. So, include that into your... Spending money, include that into your ticket, include that into your hotel expectations. Like, you need time to take out of your fun having to go get tested and get those results so you can get on your fucking flight. Mm. Absolute fact, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute fucking fact. Just want to point that out there. Yeah. Um, we got Lena, we got uh, Muzzy. Uh, we got 
OTF sandwich. Interesting. We got Resin. We got Olivia. So I'm going to get to these messages. I think I might just stick to the lakes for real, for real. (laughs) TLC said it best. Stick to the rivers and the lake that you used to. That's what I'm on. Um, What's that lake that people be disappearing at? Oh, yeah. That's not Camp Crystal Lake. That's that, uh, the, is it, where is that fucking lake at? Anybody who's in here and knows that lake where the white people keep disappearing, because it's not us. It's always y'all. Listen. So. <laughs> don't, go, don't go. Okay, I knew it. Oh, no. There's always one. Okay. Block so, this child. Mm-mm-mm. Nigga. Come on. Come on, Muzzy. Muzzy. I do the same exact thing. I take off my shoes at the door. I wipe down my phone. I wipe down all the door handles. I wipe everything with hand sanitizer, my keys, everything. Mm -hmm. I wiped my keys last night. Yeah, I don't play about that. And I know Shan, she's like me. Like, everything getting wiped. Don't think about their cards in their wallet. Mm -hmm. Them things is dirty. Dirty as shit. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to let Hey Greg know. Ninety uh, percent of every parent that had a kid going into some type of a daycare can't wait for them to go back. Uh, you have to understand, like for a lot of parents, daycare is a break, my brother. <laughs> I don't know if you raise kids or not, but if you've been around kids long enough, yeah, we we need breaks. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I was a little thirsty for my kids to go back. I ain't gonna flex. <laughs> oh. Oh, trust me. Absolutely. Uh, Me, I do have a daughter and she will be attending daycare and I'm happy that she is. I'm not happy with the price, however. Um, And what I was, I guess, like getting to wasn't the fact that they're going back to daycare. It's more so the school aspect of it, because it feels like, in my personal opinion, it's get these motherfuckers away from me so I can actually go get shit done. And if that's what you feel, cool. Be my guest. Like, hey, I got work to get done. I need to go to daycare. I'm cool with that. My issue is I don't want to send my kid to a daycare and they ain't even following the protocols. I, I've seen people be like, hey, yo, you know, my daycare provider, you know, she said she can't do the daycare this week because she went out of town. So, uh, excuse the shit out of me. So, y'all, y'all are paying these people three, four, five. In DC, the average daycare is what? I'd say $415 a week. Mm-hmm. A week. So, imagine you're paying $415 a week. And your kid just might be around somebody else's kid and their parents reckless as shit. I, I just, I really don't want to chance it. I don't want to. Oh, my is going to happen. And this yeah. is the thing. Before they had the, like, everything was closed. Even when they were like, oh, your child has to have a mask. When I would drop them off, their mask was on. When I go mm-hmm. pick them up, mask is completely off. All right, where's your mask? Oh, let me go find it. Like, mm-hmm. y'all not- Y'all not keeping this on, so it's an illusion of safety measures. And a lot of times, <clears throat> depending on the area, how it doesn't go, once you sign them up, that's automatic bank. Yeah. Like, you have to pay. I'll try, like, yeah, like, I know for a fact I- I'm going to be happy when the baby goes to daycare and I- I'll get more done. My issue is, yes, I will get more done, but now I have to go and be extra protective like i'm gonna have to spray down my kid when they get home like i gotta wash their hair every day i have to go and wash their clothes pretty much that's more shit that i have to accrue versus saying you know what i can get a a living nanny or i can get somebody who comes in and is a nanny which i would much prefer and it's probably cheaper 
Um, my issue, though, was just the schools and the daycare, um, specifically the school, because they've made it clear that the kids deserve a prom. The kids deserve a graduation, shit like that. I'm like, yo, they don't really give a fuck about that. To be completely honest with you, the kids that I know and the kids that I've been around, they don't give a fuck about that shit. The experience for them is already, you know what? I'm seeing my friends. I'm doing all these things. I'm having the fun that I'm having because I'm with them. They have more time to do it. Instead of being in a fucking classroom for seven to eight hours, you know what they get to do? They get to do their work. And then, you know what? If I want to go to the playground and see my friend all day, I can do that. You know who can't do that? The parent who has to work seven, eight hours a day. You want to share this laugh with (laughs) My friend just sent me her email from Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. Said your cash reward is here. Congrats. We just sent your cash reward for participating in the one million crypto referral bonus. We divided the pie and your your worth is one dollar and eighty two cents. Out of the one million dollars they got, I only got two dollars. They need to fucking chill. That that's a little bit too much. That is too much. Mm-hmm. Yo. Oh I would God. be sick. I would be <laughs> fucking sick. Dividing the pie. Um mm-hmm. before I get these next three messages. Uh everybody, I hope you got your Ellen fix because she's done. She's not doing the Ellen show anymore. <laughs> 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 Most people don't even give a fuck about daytime TV. We are busy and we are booked, honey. Like nobody's watching daytime TV. So you that the nighttime or you on a show of your own um that's on the go, or you have like movies and shit on these separate platforms. A lot of people don't even have cable. Only your grandparents and people who don't know what else to do with their money are really paying full price for cable. So mm-hmm. um, the Ellen is no more. Uh, daytime TV. Listen, we we work and we book. Yeah. Many offices, we can't be house like that. So, okay. All right. So that's mm-hmm. a done deal. I enjoyed her um, energy. But that's a done deal, so good. Next on our list, who was on the platter yesterday, okay? Don't be a Porsche out here in these streets, okay? Oh, no. Oh, no. Do not befriend a woman who is married to a man that in your mind you have dibs on next. She said, I got next up. Taking pictures going out, having drinks, coming to my house. And then once your divorce gets finalized, then you're all keying, talking about, oh, we just started talking three months ago. That's a fucking lie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lady, know this. When you introduce your boo to your friends, know that it could possibly be his next woman his next wife, his next mm-hmm. plaything. So choose yeah. wisely. No, you just got to start fighting bitches. I'm sorry. And I said the B word, but I meant that like that. That shit is a, that is a fightable offense. That means you've been, checking. you've been checking for that nigga. Like, come on. N- never mind. Never mind. Nope. 
Best of luck, man. Best of luck. Oh, I can't say. <laughs> talking about girl. What on this? What is going on, Kale? That's like that was resin. Oh, that was resin. Oh boy. Oh What's boy. I really wish they were more transparent about what the quote-unquote vaccine does and what it can and can't do. It's more of a prophylactic than a vaccine in its way that it works inside the body and treats, well, prevents illness. Um, there's not solid evidence that vaccination stops you from infecting other people so you can become a carrier without getting sick yourself. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Listen. Why y'all laughing at Helen like that, though? I mean, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I, I think it's because don't nobody give a fuck. Like nobody cares. No, she went on an apology. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't want to be the asshole about this, but I mean it. Like, if that's how you felt at that moment, and you probably still stand on it, stop apologizing. Nobody yeah. gets canceled. That's why I hate when like people go on these apology tours about shit that they meant. If you don't like that motherfucker and that's how you felt about it, stand on that. People respect when you say, you know what? I like for me, for example, if somebody came up to me straight out and was like, you know what? I just don't like black people. I don't want your apology tour. You done told me what the fuck it is. I know that's what you stand on. So stand on that shit. Be on the box. What I don't want you to do is say that shit, go on because your job is saying, you know what? friends and you know just the you know the blm community and all no no you no you don't say you know what i really don't fuck with y'all like that and i've been trying to avoid y'all like that shit right there i will respect you more if you just honestly kept that energy wasn't that a thing a couple years ago keep that same energy people do not keep that same fucking energy ellen they said that she was an asshole and they said that she was mean on the set newsflash ladies and gentlemen the name of the fucking show is called The Ellen Show. She can do whatever the fuck she wants to do. And you have an option to either work with her or your merry fucking way. If you don't like how this ship is, jump the fuck in the ocean and see if you can float. That's just my personal opinion. I, I just, I've, I've never understood how we've gotten so sensitive as like, not even a community, just like as people to the fact that I hurt your feelings because like, I told you to do a task. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. At your place of work. So what you do is you go on Twitter and you say, you know what? 
Ellen's mean to me. And then when people ask, well, was it Ellen or was it the people who work for Ellen? They're like, oh, yeah, well, it wasn't Ellen per se. It was the people that worked under Ellen. So it wasn't her fucking fault to begin with. So what you're saying is if I went to McDonald's and I'm mad because I got my double cheeseburger with pickles and onions and I asked for no pickles and onions, I get to call corporate and say, I need to speak to fucking Ronald McDonald because that McDonald's that don't nobody fucking care about, they pissed me off. That's how I see that shit with Ellen. So for me, I was actually kind of upset that Ellen went and said this big apology. I was like, what are you apologizing for? They said it wasn't even you. You weren't the problem. It was the people that worked for you. She could have easily said, you know what? I'm going to fire them. But you know what she said? Why? Why fire them? And show? Now ain't nobody working. Mm. So there was nothing. There was nothing done there. So th- this cancel culture shit and you know, we got to get this person out. Of paint. We, we don't like this person. Guess what? All the people who keep saying that they don't like these people, they don't ever do shit. It's just always people on Twitter. They're always searching for somebody to cancel, somebody that we don't fuck with them this week. And we won't get to Joe Button later. Trust me, I promise you, I'm getting there. My issue, and I'm going to just end it here. Y'all be trying to cancel every single person. But what do you do when there's nobody left but your faves? Because y'all don't be canceling your faves. I'm not going to talk about the Nikki's and the Beyonce's and stuff like that. This is not the episode for that. But there are a lot of people who will not cancel their faves. And their faves are pieces of shit. And that's the absolute truth. Like me personally, there's certain people I know I can't cancel. Have they said things that are controversial? Absolutely. Like me personally, I like Trey Song's music. Is he a piece of shit? Absolutely. He came out today uh, with an apology tour about him hitting on a woman. Or I'm sorry, on a woman. He's done this shit six times already. Have I stopped listening to Trey? Absolutely. But what do I need from him? Not a fucking apology saying, hey, by the way, apologize to her. Why the fuck are you apologizing to me on social media? I was not there, nigga. What? So apparently Gen Z has defined me as chuggy, which is a new term in their fashion bubble. Because I have quote unquote hype trainers. Um, wow. Chugi is basically saying like what you like or what you're you wearing or what you have or the way that you dress is out of date or people don't do that anymore. So you shouldn't be wearing that or you should get rid of it. So Chugi, C H E U G Y. So Hype trainers are basically like overpriced sneakers or, um, you know, high tops, low tops, that type of shit. Uh, designer sneakers. So in that is Golden Goose. So I have one pair of Golden Goose sneakers. And Golden Goose sneakers are basically um, sneakers that are made out of leather or um, some type of like textured material and it's um it's pre-beat up it's kind of like getting punani pre-beat up um interesting like marks on it and um and just like indentions and stuff it looks like it looks pre-vintage but they're very expensive and they only make like 500 of a certain style that that is created. So my shoe that I have, there's only 500 of them and then they go on to like a different design. Hmm. But um, according to uh, Gen Z, uh, that's that's like 
considered, you know, doing too much. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Can't I think nothing. you gotta call <laughs> but y'all out here paying buku dollars for um uh spider web uh Yeezys. Mm-hmm. Yo, them, them, I will say this those Yeezy slides, joints that look like prison shoes from Oz and shit. Yeah. Everybody everybody's like, Greg, man, I, I gotta get me a pair. I was like, how much are they? And they were like the 80 bucks. I was like, excuse the shit out of me. $80. For some slides. Best of luck, though. Best of luck. The sneakers look interesting, and I'm sure that they're comfortable. But I don't wear these sneakers. I probably wear these sneakers like five times since I purchased them in the last two years. They're not the comfiest sneakers. Um, And I will never pay $600 for some sneakers ever again in life. Mm. Ever. Like that's a wrap. I don't even care if I'm a millionaire. I'm not. I refuse. As soon as I got them, like a week later, I was like, damn, I could have bought at least three Air Maxes for the price of this shoe. Or I could have bought this. I could have bought that. So it's just, you know, lessons, but you live in turn. Oh, look at look at that. They have got they have gotten an hour of us. We need to reintroduce the show. What are they listening to, Shannon? You are listening to Loud Mouth Stereo Podcast. This is our Wednesday show. Um, we usually do a two-part show, Wednesday and Saturday. But this Saturday, we will not be doing a show because we got other business to handle. This show is called We Ain't Got No Gas or Chicken Yet. And we just, you know, going through the series of events that have been happening for the past two weeks where we got opinions on it. Um, right now, we're on the third opinion that we have kind of like a vent session where we listen to y'all. Um, we talk. You can find Greg's podcast, Young Black and Bothered, on the podcast platforms. You can find my podcast, It's a Podcast, on your podcast platforms. And then this is its own separate podcast, which is available on Spotify, Red Circle, Radio Public, and Google Podcast app. And you can donate to Red Circle or on the stereo app um, to us to support our show, and we appreciate it. Facts. Facts. Oh, look at that. We, we have a, a orange circle, which means we got voicemails. Hey. Oh, like hey. That's a- Absolutely right. Why is everything open for white people? Mm. Hmm. Sound like we got to start throwing our own parties. I mean, yeah. it depends on where you at because everything in Georgia is open for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's here's the fucked up part about it. Like when I say like you know everything is open for white people, that's not even disrespect. Mm-hmm. My issue is when how can I say this without being disrespectful to my own people, but also not be disrespectful to white people. White people are a little bit more organized in their shenanigans than us. Mm-hmm. We be I I have invitations right now. They opened up DC. Effective what yesterday? Five minutes after Mario Bowser did that announcement, sundresses and whiskey. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I, I get it, but can y'all wait a little bit? They they talking about you know outdoor concerts and venues and shit like that. I think is it broccoli and cheese, whatever the DC broccoli thing is, broccoli fest. They like, oh, we're having broccoli fest again. It's gonna be 
28 different acts and we were, you know, the tickets are this much. I'm like, oh, I, I thought we were trying to like limit the exposure. Like, what, what are y'all doing? Are, are y'all going to have people do vaccination cards? Like, you got to have the vaccination card in, in order to go in. Because if you open it up outdoor concerts or just any concert, regardless if it's a stadium or a dome, like whatever, like, what are the protocols? Because people are going to drink there. People going to smoke their weed. They're going to drink their drink. They're going to, like, who wants to go to a fucking concert and you got the mask on for four hours? If my favorite song come on, and that artist, even though they're 215 feet away, if they don't see that I feel that song and that's my shit, I'm going to be upset. And you can't feel, you cannot feel me harmonizing and vocalizing with my mask on. I'm sorry. That's my personal opinion. I did not pay Beyonce $315, a kidney and a lung to go to no fucking concert for them to tell me I got to wear a mask. Absolutely not. Beyonce going to catch these teeth. She going to see all of them. All of them. But. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, my next thing on this shit list. Uh, people on social media, Twitter, streets, Facebook, um, stereo, maybe, uh, especially Clubhouse. Can y'all please stop sharing your ideas if you ain't protected yet? Yes, Lord. Nothing is free but stupidity. I understand that Clubhouse has rooms where you talk to people who are professional in whatever they're professional in or you think they're professional in whatever they're professional in. But that is not where you say, hey, I got a great idea to do X, Y, and Z. Can you give me some feedback on it or where you think I should start? Maybe you should start by actually owning the shit, owning the idea mm-hmm. or you talk to, about the idea in front of like a room of 80 people. Yep. Yep. Because you don't know who is like 10 steps ahead. You don't know who is like two steps ahead of you. You don't know who is completely at the scratching board but has all the funds to get this shit done tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. openly sharing your ideas with complete strangers and thinking you're going to get the best advice you're going to start. And by the time you get to the point where you need to connect point four to point five, they're like, oh, that's already taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Wasn't that, was it last year or the year before where that girl, she put out all her plans on Twitter and, you know, she had a great and everything like that and they created LC and they had to make her pay to get her own LLC for her own company. I remember that. I can't remember the actual name of it. I'm going to get the article by Saturday or whenever we do the next show, I'm going to have that article up because that pissed me off. When you told me before, you were like, you know, Greg, like, you know, get the LLCs and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm, going to work on it. But for me, to piggyback from what you said, like, it's not your intellectual property if you have not claimed it. If you don't have the email for it, if you don't have the website for it, if you don't have the tangibles, that is not your shit. Cool. Just wait until like Joe Button shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all gonna hate me for like 10 My minutes next- straight because I'm going in. Listen, is another gem that you need to take with you. I don't care where you go after this. Too many people want success, but they don't prepare for the success and it's showing. And this could go into what your rant is. I just feel like 
there's a difference between being friends, being friendly, and doing business. And there are differences and boundaries when it comes to being friendly, having friends, and doing business all at the same time. You still have to dot your I's and cross your T's. You still have to make sure, like, I have this in writing or make sure, like, okay, you're in charge of this. You are actively doing this. You are showing me that you're actively doing this. I can count on you. I can depend on you. I'm actually putting in work, too. I'm doing this. I'm knowledgeable about where this is going. Um, I know that we have this going on over here, and I know that we have this going on over here, so nothing's going to be a surprise to me. If that's not what you have going on in your friendship and as business people doing business as friends, then something is lopsided. Mm. You can't be a part of a project and not know all the ends and ins and outs of that project. You can't be a part of a project and not be putting in some work where you can be like, yes, this is also my thing too. This is not just yours. Because when you don't put your weight evenly or in a balanced way or a consistent, then someone can logically sit back and think like, okay, this is my show. This is my project. Or this is my shop. And you just work here or you just decided to come here one day, but no paperwork or nothing says like we are partners. Yep. Like make it make sense. Like we're not in third grade. This is not a tree house. This is not um, uh, uh, boys clubs or Girl Scouts or, or Boy Scouts. Like legitly, if you're spending time as a grown ass man and you're showing up and you're and is being monetized please know business wise what the fuck is going on talk to these niggas and this doesn't this doesn't just happen with friends it doesn't just happen with people in business it happens with people in also marriages too when you're in a marriage and y'all didn't discuss like, okay, are you going to pay the mortgage or are we going to pay the mortgage or are you going to be in charge of the utilities or are you keeping track of all the tax stuff? By the end of the year, we're not scattering around like chickens with our heads cut off or you don't wake up one day and see your whole house on motherfucking online on foreclosure and people bidding for the shit because the mortgage hasn't been paid in like seven months. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to keep checking on your own shit and you can't depend on somebody. Well, you didn't give me this or you didn't say verbatim that. And I thought you were. And I just assumed because you always do this, you were going to do that. No, open your mouth, be an adult and ask questions. Bingo. Bingo. Mm. See, I I love these. I, I fucking love the rant episodes. Let's let's just go ahead. Let's do like Clubhouse say, and let's reset the room. Let's get the voicemails going, and and then I'm gonna try to give my last rant, and then we can do whatever we want to do after that. But yeah, let's let's go ahead and reset the room by playing these voicemails, because yeah, um, it's it's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time. Okay, I only got one more left, and I know yours is gonna be juicy, but I want to get into these comments, and then we can just go fall into go that. For it. 
Well, you know, that's not really a big deal because women share men and men share women in some situations. Now, these people are usually the wealthy uh, sector of the African-American community. You, you see what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's not really a big deal. You know, some men may be with a woman or married to a woman and then she'll go and marry his friend. And then that particular guy don't care. You know what I'm saying? There's situations that exist like that. I think the situation with the lady in Atlanta, that the Porsche woman, is that that was a mutual understanding between all parties. And it's not really a big deal. Yeah. For me, and this is my last and only statement in regards to this, I just want it to play out not on the show. Because... One thing we do know, uh, at least from what I've like surmised when it comes to Portia Williams, she ain't messy, but the show ain't the show without her drama. They got yeah. through a three-part fucking recap of a show based off of her drama. And instead of her just saying and dead in the whole situation, like, yo, yeah, I fucked Bolo. I was single. And what? She let the shit for the entire I don't even watch the show this information twitter twitter would have gotten mm-hmm. over it if she said guess what i fucked him what you gonna do about it if she would have said that nobody would give a fuck honestly if she would have got engaged and somebody said you know what isn't that the girl from the, the show's man if all portia had to say was they got divorced they're done i'm fucking with him now she did not need to have an apology letter letting the world know that she was with homeboy nobody cared you would have ain't nothing we can do about it. But she went on this diatribe telling people what she was going to do and how they're happy and all parties involved, are, you know, they are in the know. Guess what? We don't care. Nobody. We don't care about the fact that you are with, you know. That, that, um, on ESPN where he'd be like, we don't care. No, nobody cared. Nobody cared. <laughs> it's, 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 as somebody who only knows of Portia Williams because of, you know, originally Cordell Stewart and the fact that my wife like, watches that show, I watched that. And you know what I said in my head? I was like, yo, this is an hour worth of bullshit. Months ago when, you know, the whole situation with, you know, her sleeping with or allegedly sleeping with Bolo and, you know, kissing a girl and stuff like that. I was like, let them do them. They're adults. He's single, single. Let them fuck. Let, here's the thing. Let them fuck. It's been over like I think ten seasons of Real Housewives, and I will never forget the day Portia fixed her mouth to say, "Was an underground railroad a train underground?" And her grandfather is who her grandfather is in the historic Black Atlanta. Yeah. So, with that being said. This means nothing. Yeah. What's going on in her life means nothing. Yeah, let them fuck. I'm, trust me. Portia Williams, from, from what everybody tells me, I've never seen her body. They say she got a lot of ass. And if she got a lot of ass, God bless her. She do. You know what I'm saying? More hams. We do not have a ham shortage in Atlanta. Okay, let me tell you that right now. And I- <laughs> that is probably how I feel every time I block somebody. I'm like, again? Out tonight. <laughs> again. again. 
Good Lordy, Lordy. Abraham, let's hope this is a man and not a child. Hey, yo, what up, what up, hey, Greg? And uh, I'm trying to say what's up to you. She gets it, bro. I love what you've done with your hair on the avatar. So, yeah, big up. What's up, man? What's going on? Annalise? You better. No, blocked, but um, Serial didn't fix that. Block them, they don't disappear all the way. All right, so. I'm ready, Greg. All right. Um, let, let me just say this. Um, if you've been on Black Twitter, if you've been on Twitter, if you listen to podcasts, you probably are quite familiar with the situation that happened with the Joe Button podcast. Um, as a fan, as a listener of said podcast, I am I'm heavily invested, heavily opinionated, but I also don't really give a fuck. All, all at the same time. There are a lot of components to me. Um and as somebody who Shan readily knows, she's heard for her herself. Um, I've dealt with podcast co-hosts and things like that. The dramas that come with it, the intricacies that come with it. And more importantly, just like the drama of podcasting. But this this takes a whole nother level for me. Um, I, I'm trying to like make sure my words don't come off where I get sued later or somebody gets offended that I'm about to say this. But um, Joe Button has... Uh, effectively and efficiently fucked up every single opportunity he's ever had. Um, Mm. Someone would say he's a businessman. Some would say that, you know what? Like, how does he keep getting these opportunities? Here's the thing. He doesn't keep getting opportunities. He gets an opportunity and he fucks it up. Every single Slaughterhouse, Def Jam, Shady with Slaughterhouse, E1, Empire, Revolt, the the pull-ups with Charlemagne, the end of the year shit with Charlemagne, the tour to DJ uh shit, um, the show with um academics, his own fucking podcast, ladies and gentlemen. How do you fuck up your own shit? Now, someone would say he, he's not really fucking up his own stuff because he didn't fuck up. He fucked up his and as as someone who can honestly say, you know what, that might have happened to Greg, because this is Greg speaking. Um, I had an issue with, with friends where you you can't really mix business with your friendships joe button hasn't understood this yet uh joe button he could easily go and say you know what academics why don't we do a podcast together he hasn't done that joe button could say you know what i can get any nigga off the street let's do a podcast he hasn't done that what he's done is he gets his friends to join his show because you know what like say for example shannon and I, we're your friends if i say shannon you know what i'm starting a podcast do you want to join with me? She says, yes, we do the show. Everything's good. But goes and starts asking questions about said show. Motherfuckers are offended because I, as you know, the, the person who started the show or whatever, I say, you know what? You ain't got no involvement in this. This, this is none of your business. That's what Joe told Rory and Maul. And it, it's ironic because I have the article. March 24th, the episode after they had taken almost a month off. Um, well, I, I guess this is right before the hiatus, right? Um, Joe Button said, this is Rory's seat and this is Maul's seat. Whenever they feel like returning to their seats, then they'll return to their seats. And then what will happen is the same thing when your star player comes back to the team. Mm -hmm. Joe Button has, uh, he, he has an issue with accountability. And 
he went on the show by himself. And this is where I was in a clubhouse room telling people about this. I'm talking to my, my friends like Jay and all of them in the, uh, the lunch break and shout out to them. Um, they weren't understanding what I was saying. I'm not knocking Joe. I actually spend money to listen to said podcast. I'm on the Patreon tier. I, I care about a show that I've been listening to for fucking seven, eight years now. That's how much I'm invested in this. And I'm sure other people are as well. My issue stems from the fact that when you do things with your friends, the business aspect of that actually works in, you know, in tandem. When Shannon and I started on stereo, I said, Shannon, you know what? There is a way for us to make some quick money. We can get on these fucking shows. We can talk to each other, shoot the shit. And she said, you know what? Let's do it. And we've been doing this shit. Even when they stopped paying us, we've been doing this. Why? It's not just a friendship. It's a business. So if stereo would ever say, you know what, Greg, we, we know you were doing a show on stereo with Shannon, but you know what? We want to pay you and we ain't going to pay Shannon. That's not going to happen. The reason why is, we started this shit. Even if she came in a month after I started this shit, we get paid equally. When they did the premium shit and the shows and stuff like that, Shannon and I had a discussion. And Shannon, you can tell these people the truth. Like when it comes to this premium shit, yeah, we could use it, but it's not effective for us. We don't get the listens that we want because we don't want to give people content that they got to pay for. And, you know, we give them free shows anyway. It just it makes more sense to engage with the audience that actually respects your art and the things that you do. So, for me, my issue is strictly with Joe, and it's the friendship aspect of it. As somebody who's gone through this, you can probably listen to my older podcast when you've heard people on the shows. Like, there were other people other than me, and now it seems like it's more so me. Sometimes it's Q. You'll hear the shows with Shannon and I, and you'll hear sometimes Chris and Iris and things like that. A lot of people are like, well, Greg, like, why don't you just do a solo show? Here's the thing. The show is mine. <laughs> but what's going to happen is... I'm going to make sure that my friends are good. If they want to come on the show, they're welcome to come on the show. But I make it crystal clear, like, yo, at the end of the day, this is my shit. It's my shit, but if you want to be in, you have to do your work. You have to do your due diligence. If I'm on social media promoting the show, if I'm going out here doing the things I need to do, I need you to do the same fucking things. Joe didn't take that perspective. Joe, for all intents and purposes, when he did the Spotify deal, allegedly, this is all alleged, um, he didn't go and vocalize this to his co-host. So it's the equivalent of Shan and I, we get an exclusive deal with Spotify, but they only come to me. They come to me and say, hey, Greg, you know what? I like what I did on stereo. Let's go get a podcast with you and Shan, you know, a Spotify deal. And I'm like, cool, let's do that. I don't mention Shan at all. I don't talk to Shan about it or anything. I just go to her and say, after the deal is already brokered, you know what? We, we got to deal with Spotify. And Shan says, how much is the deal? And I say, don't worry about that. I got it. No, I'm supposed to fucking worry about where this money coming from. Because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Spotify is paying Joe. Spotify is paying Rory and Maul. Spotify is playing, uh, paying uh, Parks and Ian and all of them. You know who's not? Joe. Joe is playing mm -hmm. the middleman in this entire fucking situation. So today on the show, what he did, which to me was petty as fuck, he leaked the audio on SoundCloud. Then he pulls it down. Pulls it down off of social media. After he pulls it down, what'd you say? And he made people pay for it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's where I was going. So after <laughs> he pulls it down, he goes and he puts it back up on a paid tier. So you have to pay to hear him talk shit about his friends. Anybody who knows me, and this is, uh, the reason I keep harping on this so much is because I've been there. What I don't do is talk shit about my old podcast friends, my my folks. And the reason why I don't do that, I've gotten in trouble for that before. 
I've also had to come to terms that as my friends, I have to see y'all at the end of the day. And what does it look like for me to get on a microphone and talk shit about you for two hours and say, you know what? Well, I ain't really know them like that. And this is a business and blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. If you are going to participate in being a businessman to your friends, yes, you want to keep it business. But when it becomes a thing of being business, you don't go and step back like the Homer Simpson gift when they start asking for money. Right. You, you can't go and say, you know what? Yeah, this is a business. This is my podcast and blah, 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 blah. But then when they say, well, then cut the check. We're coming in every week. And all of a sudden it's excuses. Hey, I, I don't know about all that. That to me is lacking accountability. And the reason why this is one of my rants is because Joe has a history of saying things and skewing the truth. He'll say something and won't be there to actually defend themselves. And then when they are in the room to defend themselves, the story completely fucking flips. You'd be like, wait, what, what the fuck, Joe? You just like, say, for example, just this episode, just this episode, he went, let me see if I can actually go and find the, the clip because it, it's a whole clip. But actually, I'll do that next next Wednesday when I'm back at home and I got the sound clip and everything like that. Say, for example, Joe, they were gone for a month. They came back. He sat down with them. Hey, the boys are back to town, blah, blah, blah. All, all that shit. It, that's to me phony. That's phony. Shane, it's the equivalent of somebody saying they don't fuck with you, and then when you come around, you fuck with them. Yeah, I don't do that shit. Yeah, that, that's what I got from Joe. So they were on the show, and then he said they came back the following week, and the show, it was off. The energy was off. If you knew the energy was off, and you know these are your friends, right? Why don't you say, you know what? The energy's off. Let's have that talk. It's going to yeah. be a hard talk, but y'all need to have that talk. If you want to go and squash the shit, go ahead, squash the shit, and let it be what it was. But the thing is, you do that shit without the fucking podcast. The, the 500,000 listeners that plus they're probably was necessary. Shit. Yeah, they don't need to hear that shit, Joe. And that, that was my issue. So I, I get on this clubhouse room and everybody, you know, I'm talking about the people who love Joe, the people who hate Joe. The one thing that they completely failed at, and I, I don't want to be disrespectful, some of them probably listening here. My issue is this. Everybody was saying how, you know, this is Joe's podcast, this is his business, blah, 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 blah. My retort to them was, have you ever been in a situation where you work somewhere and your job, they fire you without you having an explanation, and then they go talk shit about you when you leave? In a, in a, in a format, you could hear that shit. I'm pretty sure people at my old jobs and stuff like that, they talked about Greg like a dog. Greg's this, 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 and this. But guess what? They didn't go on a public fucking platform. Yeah, so I didn't eat. Yeah, just so just so I can hear it. I have to hear that shit back. That's why I don't I won't say I don't respect Joe. It was just one of those things like, bro, like you have to answer for that at some point. And for me, when people were saying in the group in the clubhouse, they were like, Well, Greg, you don't understand. I was like, No, I, I perfectly understand. My issue is going to come from Joe said his piece and y'all believed him. But the issue is when he every time, every single time he does this, he gets back around Warrior Mall and the story changes. All of a sudden, it's, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't say it like that. It's like, bro, you spent two fucking hours talking about this shit. Two hours telling them how they ain't shit. They don't do shit. Um, you know, saying that Roy, you know, has, you know, PTSD and they don't do shit. They're just workers and they don't deserve the cut. No, bro, here's the thing. These are your friends, right? These are homies. That couldn't have been a phone call. That could have been a text. That couldn't have been a, hey, I know where you at. Let's that meet up. Let's talk about this. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, go ahead. 
It could have been a private meeting. Yeah, but here's the thing. Joe don't want to have public meetings. Joe, Joe, I guess, in my personal opinion, Joe is one of those guys where he he felt like he had to get ahead of this as if Roy and Maul were going to say something. Here's the thing. They didn't say anything before. When uh, when Joe told Roy he needed to take a break from the podcast, what did uh, Roy do? He took a fucking break. Wasn't no tweets. Wasn't no audio. Wasn't no him going and subtweeting him and putting shit out there on Instagram. He went quiet. Because here's the thing. One thing that is true about Joe Joe's going to put his foot in his mouth and say something that he's not going to be able to regret or apologize for later. And boy, did it come in this episode today. Two hours, ladies and gentlemen, of Joe talking absolute cash shit about his friends who are not there to defend themselves. And as somebody who has friends, I would hope I'm never in a position where my friends talk shit about me on a public platform. And it's like, oh, Greg ain't this, blah, 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 blah. And it gets recorded. And I have to hear that shit back because to, to me, there are no words at that point. We all are right. fighting. We are fighting because now you got me out here looking all types of ways. Yeah. You, you put, you, you're not putting respect on my name. And that's all I asked for. Maul said, I don't give a fuck about this podcast shit. All I need from you as a friend is respect. And Joe said, well, I'm not entitled to respect you. Nigga, What? Explain, explain oh, to that's me easy for me. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, explain to me how we supposed to be friends. We we come to your show to do the show with you. And mind you, I've had people say the same thing to me. Well, Greg, like I, we come to your house, we do the show and stuff. Yes, but just always respected. And you know, and this is not a knock on the people who were on my show before. Like you know, my thing is the reason why my personal show ended, and they know it. And behind the scenes, but what I can say publicly is. Things did not work out, but we did not, and we will never go in a situation where we're on somebody's public platform talking shit about them. I can go to their house. I can care for them. I can love them the way I love them. I just can't do business with them. Joe should have carried it the same fucking way. Joe, instead of doing the the, the businessman thing of pulling them into a meeting, saying this is not working, we're going to go in a different direction, he decided to get on a fucking microphone and talk for two and a half hours about why his friends that he just happens to do business with ain't shit, don't do shit for the show, and all the things, all, all the fucking things. <laughs> and my, my, my issue was the fact that they weren't there to defend themselves. So everybody's like, well, you know, Joe got a point, man. Rory and Maul, they, they were cool, but the, the month that they were gone, they I mean, nobody really missed them because they had ish and ice and stuff. I'm like, yo, if he would do that shit to Rory and Maul, he will do it to anybody. Right anybody and, and that's the, the fu- thing. it 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 just makes him look like no one should do business with him yeah but that's the thing joe has a track record of doing this shit it's not like this is the first here's the thing he, he's fucked up everything he's done death jam so I, I i have a list i have a list slaughterhouse death jam shady e1 empire revolt pull-ups the tour dj shit they said this on the show he even, yo, I remember Joe Button saying he, he didn't hit Tahiri, he didn't do all this shit to Tahiri, only to say, you know what, I might have done it, but, you know, I apologize for it, and her and I had this, you know, alleged, this is all alleged. I remember the whole situation when, you know, them saying that he did whatever he did to the, the girl that was pregnant, and I'm not going to bring it up because that was over 10 years ago, so we're just going to leave that exactly where the fuck that was. But just in regards to this podcast shit, you can't say things about your friends, bro put that shit on the air and they can't defend themselves. I get it. It's your platform. But to say, Rory, you're fired. 
And the way you said it, the magnitude that you put it in, it's like, yo, like, not only is it disrespectful, what happens now? Because if they come out and air you out, because they got all your dirty laundry, all anybody who has true friends, they know all the shit about you, everything. So if they were just to go and say, well, you know what? Since Joe want to go ahead and put the ether out, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put out takeover. Mm. We're going to put out takeover. We're going to see whose truth is what. And the thing is, more people are actually, now that they've been quiet, mind you, they could have gone back and forth on Twitter. They could have done a podcast. They ain't said shit. That is more dangerous to me than any fucking two-hour episode anybody could ever do talking shit about their friends. When, when the people you work with, they go radio silent. Uh-huh. And they say, you know what? He, he said whatever he said, but you know what? We ain't going to say nothing. We're just going to lawyer up. We're going to do whatever we do behind the scenes, and he got to eat that shit. You can say whatever you want on your two-hour podcast, but when you cut that check, just know you said what you said. That's fine, but you're going to pay us. So I, I, I feel a way, in my personal opinion, that Joe, he, he self-sabotages like a true king. No, nothing he does, nothing he's ever done. I'm not going to say it hasn't been successful, but it's never lasted. He, he left spot. Who, who leaves, regardless of whatever the money is, the, the opportunities at Spotify to go and say, you know what? We're going to partner with Cash App and Patreon. So now you have to do the work. He was, he was up there. He was in the offices in Spotify. So he said, you know what? I'm going to leave Spotify because they're not giving me enough money. They're not giving me what I'm worth. They're not giving me my value. So you, you leave that and then you go to Patreon, which, you know, it's only a matter of time before he says Patreon isn't giving him his value and everything like that. And we all going to be, you know, we're going to be giving him chances and shit like that. Do you remember a couple years ago, Shane, like he was on Love and Hip Hop with Tahiri and he proposed to her. She turned that shit down. He said he would never do a Mona show again because the way that that show panned out and the way that they made him look like a sucker and shit like that. And then three years later, who's on the fucking show with Tahiri with the Mona check and shit like that when he was dating her? With Eric, was it Erica Mina? I think that's where it, it wasn't Erica, it was the other girl. I, I forgot her name. Please forgive me. But my issue, you know, my issue is this, and I'm, I'm gonna try to sum it up. Joe, your your friendships, bro. That, that's all we have in life. Um, we have family, friends, and stuff like that. But once you do business with friends, it's all business. I don't give a fuck if that's your homeboy from the third grade. Once money becomes a part of that. If you're hiding the money, you're hiding the funds, people look at you funny. Your fans look at you funny. And he's going to have fans that are going to defend him to the death. Because think about it. He, he's past his third strike. He's already struck out at this point. He, hit, he had all four balls. He had all three strikes, all nine innings. He struck out at every opportunity. And people keep giving him chances. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, n- now, you, you, you burnt all bridges. You burnt the bridge with... The, the tax stone shit. That was the start of it. Do you remember how, that was what, 10 years, almost 10 years? Yes, ago? I remember that shit. Yeah, he, when he went on tax stone shit, you know, he burned that bridge. Um, the Wu-Tang shit, we got punched in the face, did that shit. Um, he went at Drake on the show and dropped, he was like, yo, I got 16 diss tracks, blah, 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 blah. And people were saying they didn't, they weren't feeling it, so he retired from rap and shit like that. People act like, oh, he just retired because he didn't want to do music. No, that Drake shit didn't hit. And, Everything after really didn't hit as well. Therefore, boom, here we are. Um, then, you know, he has the shit with the shows. He has the shit with the podcast and stuff like that. Fast forward to today. That two and a half hour episode drops. And I, I just, I wish the best for all parties involved. Parks, Bo, Roy Mall, 
Ian, saving like Savon, all of them. My issue stems from the fact that we let a man, just like I'm doing right now, ramble for two and a half hours without the people that he's talking about. It would have been a completely different episode if Rory and Malt were there to defend themselves. I hope he gives them the opportunity to say what they need to say to him, be it in public or in private. I just thought it was very unfortunate that he went out of his way to talk shit about the people that he thought were his friends. He said that they were his friends for the sake of business, because now guess what? That's one less business that you have. Mm. That, that content that you were creating that like, say, for example, it's loudmouth stereo. If this shit takes off and I, I decide to pull a line on Shane, it's completely unfair. That that's what I see Joe doing. It's not going to be the same about the people who made the show. Yes, it's Joe Button's show, but you know who was there? Rory Mall for at least two, three hundred episodes. So Joe, um, I guess to sum it up, it it's unfortunate, man. Like one of my favorite shows, I have to stop listening to because the person has probably advanced illusionary schizophrenia with involuntary narcissistic rage. That yeah. probably yeah. Be- you did that. <laughs> <laughs> so that, 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 that's I don't know if anybody I, I would love to you know since this is a clubhouse so we can't call people on stage or anything like that but if y'all got some comments y'all got anything y'all want to let off your chest in regards to this because this is my event and I said I was going to talk about it and I hope that you were entertained by it but yeah um, feel free to drop them voicemails because this is last call um, we got beds to have and work to have in the morning so feel free oh. to drop those voicemails while you can and, and Shan's going to give her last one as well Yes, if y'all want to drop any comments, drop it now. Last thing for me is there will always be friends in business. There will always be snakes in business. There will always be flakes in business. There are dick riders, so beware and make the right choices, but always dot your I's and cross your motherfucking T's. Nobody likes to catch up. This is uh, Loud Mouth Stereo. My name is Shan. That is Greg. Uh, this is our Wednesday show. There will not be a show Saturday. We will see you guys next Wednesday with a topic. Not a bit. Gonna be a good one. Um, <laughs> the, the moment you say that, here come the voicemails. Jeez. Every episode. Every episode. Um, you know, we'll be back at it next week. Um, but I appreciate you guys for coming in here. I'm gonna play these voicemails and then we gonna get out of here. Dun, 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 dun. It's that child again. Who's hot, Donna? Hold on, wait. I knew there was like gas problems, but who in the fuck took the chicken? <laughs> There's no chicken. This is not cool. Listen. Yeah. All the Popeye chicken sandwiches gone. Listen. Eating the fucking uh, them fish sandwiches from there. That's sad. Already, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we gonna have to start seasoning our plants and eating them. I don't yep. know. It's you know weird times. Weird times. It's gonna be yeah, a hot, absolutely. Hot. And they gonna be hungry. But it yeah. because we are gonna be walking because there's no gas. But you know, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh, oh! Hot Donna's back. Hot Donna says something else. Let's see what you got before we get about it here. She gets it, honey. 
I am Hadana. Hadana, I have, yeah, I just kind of made myself like unknown for a little bit on stereo, but I am back. I yes. am back. But no, no, like nobody's going to take my motherfucking chicken. Like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Man, we're going to have to fucking I, go to actual. Imagine having to go to Kentucky to get your chicken, though. It might be fresh, but damn. I, How do you yeah, go back to chicken? Here's Chick fil A. Yo. Yeah, that can you imagine what it's gonna be like going to Chick Fil A and they tell you they ain't got no chicken? Yo, <sighs> best of luck to everybody. We got you on um, steak. Yeah, Yo, I'm gonna be mad as shit if I have to go to Chick Fil A and be like, you know what we got though? We we have turkey bacon. <laughs> like, I don't want that fucking shit on my breakfast sandwich. You better give me them that chicken nugget with the little buttery bread and everything. I need that. Be you know Chick-fil-A makes some good um cornbread. Wait, what Chick-fil-A got cornbread? Chick-fil-A, the um traditional um locations, they make cornbread and macaroni and cheese. Now we, we have the macaroni and cheese up here, but the corn there's cornbread it, at it's delicious. See, see, this is I love life. I love life. <laughs> be in the place that actually has that like if i can find a chick-fil-a that sells cornbread up north yeah Mm -hmm. it it probably won't ever happen but yeah yeah. hold on i'm gonna say one thing about chick-fil-a i'm done um with chick-fil-a how do they how do they have every piece of their mac and cheese for some unknown reason every single like cup that i've ever gotten always has crispy corners like do they just make each like thing like cream boulet, like where they cream. I don't boulet. know. I would have to go in there. Maybe they blowtorch it. They have to, because there's no way. Every time I've gone to Chick Fil A, it feels like I've had the corner of the the pan of the fucking mac and cheese. It'd be delicious as fuck though. So shout out to Chick Fil A. I was just very confused as, and I've had it at least fifteen times. Every time it feels like I've had the corner of the pan, and I love it. So shout out to Chick Fil A. They're doing amazing. That's right. All right, we got hella messages. Greg, I am from Kentucky. What are you talking about? I raised my own chicken. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's going to touch my motherfucking chicken. (laughs) Okay. We're going to Kentucky then. We're going to Kentucky. Uh, Hey, you guys, this is Tierra. Right quick, uh, y'all brought up Chick-fil-A. Y'all know it's the damn shortages on the Chick-fil-A sauces. What is going on? We ain't got no damn gas. We ain't got no chicken. Now it's a damn shortage on the damn Chick-fil-A sauces. We are are really in a damn pandemic, I'm telling you. Yo, wait a minute. Okay, I get the chicken. I can even consider the gas. How do you have a... See, and people... Okay, my wife. I'll say this really quick. My wife laughed at me because, you know, when you're supposed to put, like, the fruit and vegetables at the bottom of your fridge, at least on my side of the fridge, there's a lot of fucking sweet and sour, Polynesian sauce, barbecue, packets of ketchup and shit like that. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do put my ketchup in a refrigerator. Y'all are terrorists if you don't. Um, that, how is there a short, how do you have a shortage of like condiments? That is a, well, that is, down here. Doing, this up there, but down here they sell Chick-fil-A sauce in the grocery store and I got some in my fridge. I'm I'm so upset, bro. How 
how the fuck I ran out of oh my wife said you said it was what man made yeah, but that's what I'm confused about. Like, how do you have a shortage of condiments? Like, I, yeah, I understand it's an artificial product, but my issue is, how do you have a shortage of it? Like, you got a shortage of barbecue? Like, didn't y'all have like factories and <laughs> factories of that shit? Polynesian sauce, like that. Shit. I don't even know what Polynesian sauce is made of. Like, but you know what? How do you have a shortage of it? Honey mustard. How do honey mustard? Like, never mind. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, y'all overworking these bees. <laughs> no, we. How do you fuck? I'm sorry. We, we, we gonna have to touch on that next week. Because <laughs> if I'm telling you, if I go to Chick Fil A next week and they literally tell me that they do not have condiments or they try to hit you like they do when you go like downtown anywhere in any town and they only give you one sauce for like a six piece nugget and they tell you it's 25 cent for extras. I'm going to flip out. They going to tell you, but all my men tell me you better spit on it. See, you know what? <laughs> that, that, that's going to show ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, baby. I did not mean to do that. I was just trying to follow you on Instagram. Cause you know, support. Oh Thank you. Oh my God. Y'all are amazing. I think they have uh, the cornbread here um, in the Hateville location. The original, the original, the first um, Chick-fil-A, I think, is in Hateville, Georgia. The original location, I think that's where they sell the cornbread. And then they got one on um, Mount Zion. Zion. It's like a diner. It's like a diner one, like a vintage diner. And you go in there and you could get cornbread and mac and cheese. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. Yes, Greg. I'm I'm about to leave y'all on after this, but yes, Greg, I have that too. I have a drawer in my refrigerator where I, I do nothing but sauces. And every time I collect like the Chick-fil-A sauces and I have a whole bunch of them, I keep them in the drawer just in case I I, I run out. Like I, I need some extras when I eat my Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I thought I was the only one that did that, Greg. Oh no, I definitely do it. And there's nothing worse. Then you ordering like DoorDash or like a delivery service and you be like you get like nuggets or something and it don't come with sauce. And you be sitting there like, God damn it. Like, I, I just want to eat my waffle fries with my Polynesian sauce. And I can't because y'all didn't put it in the bag and I requested that shit. Like it's it's almost as bad when you go through like a drive through and you ready to sip on that sweet tea and ain't no straw in the bag. But you don't want to go back in. <sighs> then I'm first world problems. <laughs> And tell me, use your face. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I can actually explain this, why there's a shortage of condiments and also car parts right now. Um, my husband used to work at a uh, place where they, the little vibrating, like, sensor thing that goes in your steering wheel that keeps you from crashing. Yeah, like, he used mm-hmm. to create those. But anyway, well, he was the maintenance guy that... I don't know, maintain the machines to keep those. But anyway, long story short, um, they are literally at pretty much stop production uh, because of being shut down for so long. Like they're pretty much ran through the supply of everything. And now there's actually the shortage from it. It's super weird, but uh, just get ready because there's going to be a lot more sort of shortage on a lot of different things. Mm. That that is crazy. We we went from having a shortage of toilet paper and hand sanitizer to now we can't even eat or drive. Yo, I mean, that's, I, that's just got, I just got Lysol back in my house. 
you know, that's going to be my excuse to get into work. It's like, yo, I can't get to work. Ain't no gas. Listen, <laughs> damn. <laughs> this is bad, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just want to apologize. So, like, I legitimately, like, y'all were getting off here, and I'm just like, hey, let me let me be myself known. But no, legitimately, like, the entire right-hand side of my fridge, I got a side-by-side, it's all condiments. And my husband's like, you guys have to get rid of these. And I was like, no, baby, like, you got to have Hellman's, Miracle Whip, and Mayo. Like, exactly. there's there's a selection, exactly. and they each have their own purpose in life. Mm-hmm. You know, same as all the other different sauces. Like, they all each have their purpose in life. Exactly. Like, and, and this for me, when I used to go into, when I used to, keyword, used to go into Chick-fil-A, I would go in because they had the little, that setup station where they had like the sanitary napkins, they had the regular napkins and shit like that. Boy, listen to me. I, I used to have, this is before COVID. I would have the sanitary wipes. I would have the napkins. I would take a handful. Like Chipotle hated me too. Cause it's like, yo, you, you just got a burrito. You really don't need 83 napkins. Yes, the fuck I do. My car needs it. The dash needs it. The kitchen needs it. I need it. Uh, yeah, just we have really gotten to the point where there's going to be a shortage of all the essentials. But guess what? The world won't open up. We see how they um, bagging up gas. Yeah, yo, I'm telling you, if I, if I catch y'all out there with these fucking reusable bags from like grocery stores and y'all putting gas in it, we're gonna have to have a talk. That's next. That's a good bag. They should probably turn those into condoms. Yo. Or just imagine if somebody goes to a fucking like get a drive through, they pull up and they got them fucking uh Ziploc bags, the joints that don't get holes in them with the the air seal things, and they just go in and just like refilling them shits and like flattening them out so they all even and just putting them in their back seat. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Man, yes. I mean, we, we've had people go and fucking super glue their, eye, their eyelids shut. And the girl who with the, the fucking uh, the shit with her head, nothing surprises me anymore. Mm. Nothing. Mm-mm-mm. No more weed. No more gas. <laughs> See? See? No more fried know. chicken. <laughs> Something got to give, y'all. <laughs> t- They're trying to kill us. I think this is Rick Grimes' fault. I'm telling you, this is an episode of fucking Fear the Walking Dead. Yo, what what are you to do and you do a chicken shortage? And this is not like, you know, just black people that eat chicken. I, I know white people who eat chicken. What, what are they gonna what are they gonna put on the salads? What are they gonna put on the spinach and kale salads? You gotta have the chicken. I'm telling you, the world really gonna be fucked up when they run out of fucking seafood, because that's gonna come up next. And living in DC, if they say that there's a crab shortage next, somebody's getting like, shot. Um, you know how people eat salmon in a salad? I don't like salmon in a salad. Mm-mm. Nobody. I don't like the consistency. I absolutely hate the consistency. No. I know, I know, Greg. This is scary times we live in, man. I just gotta say, uh, everybody just stay prayed up. And yep. I came in on the last few minutes of your show. Sorry about that, but I just want to let you guys, uh, I just want to say to you guys, have a great week, and you guys know I love you, and keep everybody up in my prayers. Absolutely, we love you too. And Greg, it sounds like to me, uh, you were the reason why we're going to have a shortage. You know, maybe your fridge needs to come up (laughs) off of some of its condiments. This sounds like the pot calling the kettle black, because you got a stash too. Mm Mm-hmm. 
No, what, what I used to do, and this is before I had to go and dump it, because the thing is, you can't keep the condiments longer than a year. So, because most of them are like milk-based or something like that. So, or like wheat-based, whatever you want to call it. So, you have to like throw it away. So, the the ranch dresses and shit had to throw those away. The honey mustard had to throw that shit away. I was really upset when I had to. So, now that I find out that there's a, a shortage, how do I replenish it? How? Like... I'm going to be so mad. My wife is, she's sitting here laughing in the background right now because she knows how I am. If I, if I have to go somewhere, like there's certain things, I'm not going to go. For example, if I go to McDonald's and I get a large fry with a sweet tea, I use the sweet and sour sauce to dip my fries. I'm not using Chick-fil-A sweet and sour sauce. It has to be McDonald's. When I go to fucking Pizza Hut and, or not Pizza Hut, what's the other one with the, uh, the, the racist owner? Um, Papa John's. If I go to Papa John's and they have their garlic sauce, right? I'm only using Papa John's garlic sauce. I'm not going to go and say, you know what? I'm going to chop up some garlic and press it and then pour it on my pizza. No, I want PJ's. I, I want the racist motherfuckers. I want his garlic. With the little, the pepperoncini, whatever fuck you call that shit, I want that. <sighs> we are doomed, man. I'm telling you, they're trying to eat us from within. We, we have got into the point. How do you... Mm, let's, let's end the show. Let's end the show. About to eat me out without my consent. It, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting the fuck up out of here. Hey, if we ever have a hot sauce shortage, that is my damn husband's fault. He's literally got an entire damn cabinet dedicated to all his damn hot sauce. Mm-hmm. And we grow our own too, so yeah. Yes. See? Look at that. Listen. Oh, go ahead. We it. We out. We done. Yeah. Thank yes, you indeed. for being Michelle, Greg. Of course. We will see y'all next week. Uh, hopefully, y'all pick up some gas in the morning. If not, bring the gas to us. So, you know what that means. Anyway, we will see y'all next week. Got that perp. <laughs> hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.